0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 69 of the audio Podcast. As always, with the boys, Jason and Alex von Cannell. How are you, Alex? Uh, I'm
1: good. You good? I'm good-ish. Good-ish? Yes, because I've identified that I've got a... I've broken my back. <laughs> well, I've damaged my neck, so I went and got some physio during the week. And we've identified, like, where it is so I can kind of move around it, which is good. And mm-hmm. I've got some rehab stuff to do to try and uh, loosen up a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the lesson in it is don't try and big dick it at the gym. <laughs> Stick to the program. Yep. And
0: when someone says, oh, I bet you can't do that, just say, okay. So when you have a giant bridge troll-like gentleman... Uh, giving you shit at the gym for lifting two little weights. <laughs> and then he wants you to lift what he's lifting. That's such a bad idea. Don't do that. Yeah,
1: for the record, I did lift it. I actually lifted it fine. It was just the last one that I lost all my form. Yeah,
0: when when was that uh, workout? Three weeks ago. Yeah, so he lifted it fine three weeks ago. Yeah. Hasn't been out of train since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also want to address the elephant in the room, which is my ugly face. So for any audio mm-hmm. listeners... Uh, Push the dislike button. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a thumbs down because I made the mistake that I make every now and then where I'm like, oh, I may as well. I'm going to trim my beard beer back and uh, and I keep forgetting how ugly I actually am. Your your, your chin is mm-hmm. an innie. You have a yeah, chin. Yeah. I, I, I have a very small, weak chin. Mm. I really do. And it's also got a bit of a bum in it as well, which I always forget about. And then... Every now and then, just because, I don't know, I get bored or whatever, I just trim it all back and start again. And I regret it every single time. So I was even considering only dropping this as an audio only this week to give myself an extra week of growth.
1: But the only reason why we didn't is because he's made me post videos up with massive goiter-like pimples on on my face. Yeah. Sometimes he will not even let me swap sides.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. we're we're a couple of studs. (laughs) should Should we talk about my
1: Dexa? Yeah, you can talk about your Dexa scan. So I went back, this is my third DEXA scan. Mm -hmm. And just note that I've only been training this year.
0: So for any new listeners, DEXA scan is a body composition scan because about almost 12 months ago, we started doing some form of training and we've been trying to get these body composition scans every three months to make sure we're sort of staying on track. I haven't booked mine in yet, Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously you just got yours.
1: Yeah, and I went the wrong way in in body fat percentage. Mm -hmm. I went by 0.3 in the wrong direction. So Mm it's only a small amount. Uh, good news is I put on 2.9 kilos of mass mm. and That's impressive. in like three months. Yeah. And 1.4 of fat. Mm-hmm. Now the 1.4 of fat is no mystery to me. Mm-hmm. Aldi has had Danish cookies <laughs> on sale for a long time. Yep. I think they sent the entire shipment to the one here near my shed mm-hmm. because it's always completely stocked up, even though it's supposed to be a limited time run. And I think it's targeted at me. Yeah. And f- you know you know the Danish cookies, the ones in the tin, yeah, the right? Danish like butter cookies. Yeah, and they have um, it's like a split level mm-hmm. which is good to me because they've split the level so you know, and I thought I was doing well because that would indicate to me that that's two servings. Yeah, it's a serving size for sure. Yeah, but I've I've had been having it in three servings. Oh wow! So I thought I was doing quite well, but obviously putting one point four kilos of f- 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 fat on <laughs> uh, was not the right way to go. Yeah. Uh, I am going. I'm now focused on reducing the amount of fat that I put on
0: bad time of year to try to focus on that no
1: no it's all right this I think this Christmas is going to be different man this is going to be very different vibe to Christmas I feel
0: because of the the supply chain issues supply
1: (laughs) chain yeah uh the fact that we can't go Christmas shopping as of the (laughs) 17th the fact that that everyone's lost their jobs so they can't afford presents yeah and um the planet eating variant Omicron
0: yeah, bump, bump, Bum, bum Omicron! New variant. Uh, yeah, so that's probably the biggest news of the week, is the, the new scary Omicron variant, which what Alex was referring to when I first heard them use the name Omicron. It reminded me of Unicron, which uh, any of the geeks out there might remember it was like a planet-eating Transformer from the original Transformers movie. Uh,
1: 1986 reference there.
0: Yeah, 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 it's going back a fair way. Uh, but no, we've got the Omicron variant. Which is also an anton- was it antonym. Was no, antonym? No. Anagram. 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 For moronic. For moronic. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as we discussed earlier, uh, an anagram for delta is dealt, as in D-A-L-T, which is like if you dealt someone, you did a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, we've got the uh, the scary, scary scary terrifying omicron variant just in time for christmas and booster shot run out
1: and it's racist too
0: yeah because it's from Bo- well they, they were calling it the botswana variant yeah which you're not allowed
1: to do apparently yeah. but yeah they did it anyway but it's it's now it's all african it's like an african one
0: yeah there, there's some really interesting stuff that's been sort of dribbling out over the last couple of days in regards to this and one one particular thing which i found very very interesting so Obviously, new variant, they've called it Omicron, and they are claiming that it's a variant of concern. So, the World Health Organization has classified it now as a variant of concern, and so have have our Australian health authorities. Or corporate media would call that a variant of opportunity. Uh, Yeah, yeah. A variant of cha-ching! Yeah. Um, So, and what they're... Toilet paper... Salespeople are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Look out. Uh, and what what they're concerned about is apparently there's about 32 different mutations in the spike protein in this particular variant. And they're not sure as to whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, but obviously, mainly bad. Yeah. But and as we know, the more a virus mutates,
1: it mutates to become more transmissible. And less And deadly. therefore less deadly. Yeah. So,
0: which which, which is interesting it. because in Japan, where they just had a massive drop off in cases, in Japan they've now claimed that the reason for that is because Delta just mutated itself to death. <laughs> which which does happen. That's what I mean. It can happen. Absolutely. That's what had happened to
1: SARS-CoV-1. Yeah, it just mutated into oblivion.
0: Yeah, which is when we first tried to use uh, create an mRNA vaccine, and it killed all the animals, so yeah. we stopped using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't even release it in the first place. Um, and the first
1: cases, just just FYI, the first cases that were identified with Omicron were in uh, uh, fully vaccinated
0: people. Yeah. Now this is interesting because um, this is the story that sort of came out of the UK health authorities, which was they they they're, they're, they're claiming they're like so the the reason why it's scary is because of the thirty two different mutations yep. that this has got, and they're like, how is that possible? How is it possible that a new variant could have thirty two new mutations? And the theory was that because it came from Africa, that it infected someone who had HIV and therefore a compromised immune system. Mm -hmm. So that when their body, their immune system was trying to release like an antibody response, it only released a small amount of antibodies. And therefore Omicron became resistant to the antibodies because it was exposed to them without killing it. Right. Uh, and because of it was able to replicate so much inside this HIV-compromised person, that that's what has caused these 32 different mutations, which could potentially uh, make this variant a variant that can escape immunity, both either through vaccination or through natural infection. Do you think
1: when Fauci heard that someone with HIV has created a new variant, do you think he came? <laughs>
0: Yeah, probably, because now he would want to put his... Like the HIV vaccine that he tried to do in the early 90s, yeah. he might try to do a, a double jab booster, which yep. has got HIV and Omicron variant yeah. uh, boosters in it. Um, but what is interesting is that... Uh, so coming out... Well, it's obviously... I saw, I saw a tweet during the week, and it was quite entertaining. It was very tongue-in-cheek. But... It was referring to when the head of the CDC, Rachel, uh, Rachel Walensky, was being grilled in the Senate inquiry. And they were asking her, how many people in the CDC are vaccinated? And she's like, I don't have that number in front of me. And they're like, but you should know that. Like, you, you, you're mandating vaccines for government workers or uh, mm. for businesses with over 100 employees. How many people at the CDC have been vaccinated? Oh, we're not sure about that because, um, you know, some people have been like working from home and and they're like, okay, how many offices are empty? Like they're like trying to, you know... Just, they just want some data. They want, they want some form of data. So the C- head of the CDC can't even tell you how many people in their organization have been vaccinated for COVID. And yet within two days of Omicron being discovered in Botswana they were able to narrow down (laughs) that it came from the one person who had HIV when they were infected, which has since been refuted by the uh, presidential COVID-19 task force coordinator, which is Dr. M... Oh, sorry, K. Masupo uh, from Botswana, from the Republic of Botswana. So there was a press release that was uh, launched on the 25th of November, titled New COVID-19 Variant Detected in Botswana. The Presidential COVID-19 Task Force informs the public that four cases of a new COVID-19 variant, now known as B11529 were reported and recorded on Monday the 22nd of November 2021. The four cases were detected among, tra- among travellers who tested SARS-CoV-2 positive on routine pre-travel testing. The variant tests were carried out as part of the routine genomic surveillance of SARS-CoV-2 as prescribed in our COVID-19 response plan. The preliminary preliminary report revealed that all the four had been fully vaccinated for COVID-19. As part of the continuing investigations into the virus to establish and contain its local transmissions, contact tracing has revealed close contacts who are currently awaiting their results and the public will be informed regarding the outcome of the exercise. The initial investigations on the virus have established that the new variant has a high number of mutations as compared to the locally predominant Delta variant. What this means is still unclear and under investigation. New variants have the potential to affect severity of disease, how effective tests pick up the disease, as well as potential vaccine efficacy. At this moment, real-world impact of the variant has not been established. Non-pharmaceutical interventions, such as wearing masks, social distancing and avoiding unnecessary travel... Remain effective and therefore the public is advised to continue observing these. The Presidential COVID-19 Task Force wishes to further dispel assertions made by some circulating social media reports associating these cases with HIV-positive status of the participants. Contrary to these reports, in which one newspaper claims that one case was from a HIV-positive participant, is totally false as no HIV status of the clients was associated with these results. These media reports are unfortunate and factually flawed and should be viewed as such. The variant is still being studied and investigated and therefore it would be premature to conclusively make these types of assertions at this time. The public is urged to take necessary precautions to protect themselves from COVID-19 as advised from time to time. Thank you from the doctor. Now, this is quite entertaining for me because of how race has kind of painted this pandemic.
1: Especially of late.
0: Well, not even of late, right from the beginning.
1: Oh, true, true. Because yeah. you've got to
0: think, the, the first story that we re- received from the pandemic... Bat soup. ...was bat soup. Oh, Chinese people, wet markets, they're disgusting, they eat bats. That's where this virus came from. Kung flu. The Kung flu. That was the first story you heard, and that was extremely racist to throw out there, and it got a lot of traction, and now we're starting to find out that that is... Completely untrue, and that it is ninety nine percent likely this thing was leaked from a lab, not on purpose by accident. Can we come back
1: to the the they've done some more research on where the bat came
0: from? Yeah, we can come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back. To yeah, but yeah. So now when you when you look at the 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 assertions made within forty eight hours <laughs> was that because this new variant from Africa and has got thirty two mutations, it must have come some from someone with AIDS. Yeah, dude. Like, come on! They're not even trying. You, next thing you know, there'll be an Australian variant, and they'll be like, "Oh, it's come from contaminated shrimp on the barbie, mate." Oh, we found it in kangaroo pockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone up in near near Bob Catter's area got torn apart by a crocodile, and the crocodile gave him the new G'day variant. <laughs> like, Fuck me. But but it's it's it, to me, it's so entertaining, the timing of this, yeah. right? So in Australia, and obviously this is not just about Australia, it's about a global response, but you're seeing this all over the Western world anyway because Western world's going ballistic over COVID still, even though a lot of the Western world's extremely highly vaccinated and then they're getting all these surges of cases. Only breakthroughs,
1: though. Like, the breakthroughs are very, very few and far between and a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. over and over again. That's right. Many times.
0: Yeah. It's Um, almost like the vaccine doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's as if maybe as sort of stated at the beginning of the Delta outbreak, that certain virologists came out and were saying things such as, you know, viruses typically mutate to become more transmissible and less deadly, that perhaps Delta was a far more transmissible, but far less Mm. pathogenic version of the virus. And that therefore the vaccine rollouts had nothing to do with the lowering in more te- like uh, case mortality rate. It's just got everything to do with the fact that the virus itself is less deadly. Just like when you see a correlation, the
1: the, the only correlation you see globally for cases and deaths is temperature. Yeah. It's like, is seasonal. Yeah. There's a massive correlation. And
0: that's the thing like, they're, there's talk- zero correlation they're talking about that. in like Melbourne and New South Wales now, like, oh, case numbers are dropping. Yeah. Because it's getting hotter weather. Just like what happened last year after the first wave of Alpha. Yeah. Everything dropped off. Like dropped off a cliff after the end of October. Yeah. How's Gibraltar going? Uh, Gibraltar still surging. Yeah. 100% fully vaccinated. I think something like half the population's had boosters as well and have got record high cases. Again, the death rate is lower. Yeah. Because it appears that Delta isn't as scary as the Alpha variant was. Yeah, and I can
1: tell you, I'm predicting this, the Omicron... It's going to be a little baby back bitch version of the virus.
0: Yeah, but they're going to, they're going oh, they to ride to on it. the fear campaign for as long as they can. They're going to milk it. And so this is something I want you to keep an eye out for because this is something I noticed straight away this week. All the media in Australia has talked about is new variant detected out of Africa. Is It's got 32 mutations and that means it could be more transmissible and more deadly than Delta. We've got no data. If the media was really balanced... technically it's right. It could be. It could be. Or it might not be. That's right. But if the media was balanced, they could say, hey, we don't have enough data about this variant at the moment. We don't know whether it's good news or bad news. It could be good news. It could be way more transmissible than Delta and way less deadly than Delta, which therefore means everyone's going to get infected with it and then get herd immunity through natural exposure. You know what I found
1: interesting on the news this morning when they're talking about it? It was like, and calls to the government to shut down the the um, like international flights. I'm like, who's calling that? Yeah. Like who's calling it? Because mm. you know everyone in the in the in the comments that I I read this morning were like, okay, so I can't walk across the New South Wales Queensland border yet. I can come from Malawi. To, yeah, you can come. To fly to you Sydney. can fly
0: in from Botswana. Because even like the government, like Greg Hunt came out and said. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not closing the borders yet because we've got to let it in first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get sell these booster shots, we've got to let Omicron yeah, yeah, yeah. in. So yeah, it's a you know we'll wait and see. And then I saw an article this morning, and it's like um, apparently there was a flight that came in from South Africa, and now like four passengers have tested positive for COVID on the flight. So they're like, Omicron could already be here. Omicron could already be here. I'm sure here! it's already here. Oh, of course, it's
1: already here. Yeah, and you know what? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I think, like looking at the size, and I'm sure we will talk about protests. But looking at the size of these protests, just growing and growing and mm. growing, I think I think everyone's seeing it now. It is bullshit. It is not. It's got nothing to do with safety.
0: Hundred percent. And like, just think about this. Remember the messaging that we were getting through the media, even like six months ago, but probably more so like a year ago. There would be a gathering of. Twenty people, and they would call it a super spreader event, mm. and they'd be like, "Oh, there was a super spreader event, and then those twenty people, and then they, they've gone out, and now there's hundreds of people that are infected." We have had hundreds of thousands of people uh, protesting in a like probably two people per square meter um, vicinity, vicinity, for week after week after week after week after week, and the cases in Melbourne keep going down, and you watch the protests. There's very few masks. There's no social distancing. Mm. A lot of these people, as the media have suggested, are anti-vaxxers. So they're not vaccinated. And yet, cases continue to decrease. <laughs> meanwhile, but, meanwhile,
1: a super spread of... I'll tell you what a super spread of event looks like. 15 fully vaccinated gym members <laughs> go to a gym, a vaccine-only gym. Yep. That is an actual And super then they got COVID. COVID.
0: Or there was the Country Music Festival in Hamilton down in Victoria last week. Which the COVID cluster has raised to twenty six, fully vaccinated people only. So, who are the super spreaders? Well, do you know who do you know who the super spreaders are? People with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the this is the nonsense, right? This is the nonsense of where we're at. We keep talking about, oh, you can only go to this place if you're vaccinated. Do you have the disease or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have the disease or not? Fucking test people. That was my argument
1: from the when they first started talking about the flights. It's like, would you rather sit next to someone that's been uh, double or quadruple vaxxed who can still get it and spread it? Or would you rather sit next to someone who doesn't have it?
0: Yeah. Like, so if you go back to episode 15, which is our question everything episode, that was the episode where we first started talking about COVID. We're now currently up to... Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Speaking of people getting sucked and fucked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, we—that's been happening to us all year, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you go back to that, the original COVID passport that was used overseas was—it was linked to your phone, and you had to go and get tested as to whether or not you had yeah. COVID, and then they would automatically upload your results to your phone, and your result, like, so your app would either have green on it if you were COVID negative red on it if you were COVID positive, or yellow, which means your test is expired and you need to go and get Mm. a new test. That was the original idea for the COVID passport, which would have made sense. Yeah. Because the only people who can infect people are people who've got the disease. Yeah. And we've got this fucking nonsense from politicians every day that morons believe, which is that if you're fully vaccinated, you can protect people and you can travel anywhere you want. It's nonsense. Oh, no one's traveling. And it has proved time and time again, it is fucking nonsense. Yeah. But it keeps getting rolled out there. And the thing is, these politicians, I guarantee you, and I'm going to do something a little bit vulgar as well, right? Mm. Because I've got this couch sitting right here. Mm. I guarantee you, when Anastasia Palaszczuk heard about Omicron, (laughs) (laughs) she would have been squirting everywhere. Because she would have been like,
1: Yes! I can keep the borders closed! Yeah.
0: For as long as I possibly can. And
1: just, it's the last failed ditch attempt to get the vax rates up.
0: But that's the thing, it's not even just to get the vax rates up, it's to keep people getting boosters. It is to keep people scared. Like, because scared people are easy to control. And we've seen that over the last 12 months in particular. Terrify everyone. Give them day after day fear porn all day through their mm. TVs, all day through their social media. Did you notice Facebook only brought out their news section this year? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, now yeah. we've got a news section where you can click on to get even more feed through of which you can only fear show, porn comment. Yeah, you can't comment on it, yeah. uh, and they only show you like likes or loves generally. Yeah. Um, but there, it's just fear porn, fear porn. Keep people terrified. Keep people divided. You know, divide people between vaxxers and anti-vaxxers. Uh, make people stay home away from all of their friends. Shut down family Christmas gatherings where oh. maybe people might have to share ideas on where they're at and have strong conversations with people. What was that?
1: What was the... Um, I saw an image of when Sunrise did that. Like how, how to bring up vaccination status to your family at Christmas. Yeah. And... Just before the downvotes had gone, and it had something like 200 likes and 45,000 Dislike. dislikes. Yeah. But I have, talking about corporate media, mm-hmm. I have noticed they are actually reporting some of this stuff now. Yeah. Like, there's There's one guy in particular, and I wish I saw his name, because I saw him on uh, Rookshan actually interviewing someone at the protest. Right. And then I have seen his subsequent article. So not like the the Adelaide nurse who everyone was there and then we never and heard we from it, it again. It, yeah, this guy did the report and then it went like and it was very, it was very level except for a little tagline at the end, which which mm-hmm. was like the to put, you know, a bit of poo poo on them. Yeah, but I noticed that they're talking about high levels of breakthrough cases. Mm-hmm. They're now talking about high levels of myocarditis, like heart issues yeah. in people. They're talking about... They're still downplaying the numbers at some of these... The protests. Yeah, yeah. like the one this morning heard, like Australians uh, gathered in their thousands yeah. to protest. I did see an article that said tens of thousands. Well, that's pretty good, but it was... I mean, Victoria would have easily been 150,000.
0: And that's the thing, like... So the, the estimate from last weekend's... Uh, protest was between 90 and 130000 those are sort of the fairish numbers that I yep. saw. And by all accounts, and again you can claim it's propaganda if you want, but you can't say that the people at the protests are giving you propaganda <laughs> and that the corporate media is not giving you their form of propaganda. Yeah, absolutely. So the real number is probably somewhere in between sure. of what those two people report, right? Yep. But the people at the protest by all accounts and the the interesting thing is A lot of them have even come out and said, hey, I'm not going to report a crowd number because you're not going to believe me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all all I can say is this, there appears to be more people here this week than there were last week. Did we talk
1: about, on the last podcast, the all-white anti-racism,
0: No, we didn't, because that happened on the same day. Right,
1: yeah. yeah. So I I don't know if you have seen this, but if you want a bit of a laugh, Rookshan tried to to, uh, cover... A simultaneous protest.
0: Yeah, there was in a Melbourne. there was a counter protest last weekend.
1: Yeah, which was anti-fascism. Yeah, anti-racism.
0: It was it was anti-fascism, pro-vaccine. Anti- anti- pro-vaccine.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> and yeah.
0: now some
1: would argue that maybe the coverage of it was uh, one-sided. Mm-hmm. But that was because it was forced, one sided. Because a, literally a group of people just started abusing this brown guy, yeah, for
0: trying to trying to cover it. You'd want to cover it, right? Like he he literally said he went to that protest because he believes in giving them fair coverage and yeah. believes in trying to find the real news. Yeah, and Avi Yemeni was the same because yeah. he got he got attacked by people. Like he's lucky he had two security guards there. Yeah, because there was like three different people that attacked him. One tried to steal his microphone. One pushed him. Everyone's telling him to. Fuck off! Yeah, um, but it's so interesting when you what like, is that protest probably would have had two or three hundred people there? Yep. I'd say
1: all white, all white, a sea of white, a sea advanced. of whiteness. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and to see people who are doing a protest which is anti-fascism and they're a counter-protest against the freedom rally. Let's call it tens of thousands of people who were rallying for freedom. Yeah. And then these people saying, well, I'm anti-fascist, but I'm counter the freedom protest. (laughs) Like, what planet are you people on? Do you think they are government plants or lunatics or both? I guarantee you that 100% of people at that counter protest either are at or have been to university. I Uh, guarantee you that. They didn't look like a uni bunch to me. And look, maybe we only saw the real bad eggs. Yeah.
1: But, and look. We, I want to know what your stance
0: is. But it was really hard to tell when you wouldn't let people cover it. Well, here's a problem too. I can also guarantee you that uh, I would say 75% of people at that protest believe everything they see on TV. Well, because I, the I amount of anger like. they have, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially against people like Rukhshan, who and are the Yemeni, when like, you look at... Um, ABC's got their Media Watch show, mm. and Media Watch did a hit piece on both those guys, yeah. saying that they're like, like, saying that oh they take photos with white supremacists. Rukshan's Sri Lankan, <laughs> he's like as he's almost as black as they get.
1: Yeah,
0: and and he he took a photo with someone, and they're like oh that guy's a far right white supremacist. Well, why is he taking a photo with a Sri Lankan? Like it is nonsense. But yeah, again. <laughs> Yeah.
1: He's a, he's, he's a uh, racial mildest.
0: Yeah, well, he, if this was America, they'd be calling him the black face of white supremacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. like. Um, but it, it, it's interesting is because... Undercover Brother? No, what's the... No, is it the start
1: of Bad Boys? Bad Boys 2, where the, they go undercover in the KKK? Black
0: girls in the KKK? Anyway, I can't remember. Carry on. <laughs> white chicks, if you just want to throw out movies about being a different race. <laughs> um... But the thing is, like, like it is clear as day that there is media control in this country. Now we've seen where a lot of it came from because that $41 million tax discount that, mm. that these media companies have just been given. As I said last week, I feel like now that that's been announced, the government can't take it back. Mm. Therefore, now the news is like, okay, maybe we can start re- reporting on some of this stuff uh. that we've been hiding for, for months on end. See, I think it's a survival
1: thing. I think it's, okay, they know that the tides are turning in the public because mm-hmm. they can see their numbers going so, so, so low. Yeah. Just on that, I've noticed Channel 10, their clips on YouTube have 10 times less views than a Channel 7 or Channel 9 equivalent.
0: Yeah, because who, like, who watches Channel 10? They're...
1: Something, but like news articles have been up for 24 hours with 200 views.
0: Yeah. Well, like we, we talked about, I can't. Did we talk about the project on the on this show before? I think we did. So I can't remember if we did. Or we didn't. But really briefly, the project looks like it's about to get cancelled, which it should. Yeah, it sucks. And it's, it's, far, it's far, far, far left wing propaganda. But even not even. And it's it's not funny. It's not funny. But like I, I it came on TV at home. This must have been weeks ago, and I was just watching it for like a brief moment, and I just said to my wife, I was like. This has got to be a collection of the most unlikable personalities on yeah. television. Like, and the thing is, a lot of them used to be likable. Like, well, Peter like, Hellyer, back in the Rove the Rove days, was funny. I've never found Peter Hellyer funny. He was not super funny, but he was at least a little bit funny. But I've, I
1: Carrie a bit more. I've always liked. Yep. Lisa Wilkinson, I've always liked. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh Waleed, I've uh, not really. I've got
0: problems with Waleed because he he acts woke, but he's very condescending to people who he sees himself as yeah. above, and then he pulls like the minority card when it suits him. Yeah, I don't like Nazim Hussein is hilarious. Nazim's funny. I'll give you
1: that. Um, what is the oh? Uh, there's a guy that that hosts it sometimes, and he's off. He does like a lot of.
0: Oh, Hamish McDonald.
1: I like Hamish. Well, sorry, I have always liked Hamish McDonald because he's always done. He's done some really, really good reporting when he's with ABC.
0: Yeah, but but, but now, he's not with ABC
1: anymore. Now you can just tell. But but I can I notice in him because I mean I I've been you know probably eight years or something. I've I've listened to him mm. and you can see in his face he doesn't believe a thing he's saying. Yeah. he's
0: just saying it for the moment. He's most. just dead behind the eyes. He's, Absolutely, and he's got no other options now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really so, sad. Anyway, the project should be cancelled. Channel 10's going down the toilet. I think Channel 10 will get bought out by someone. Hopefully it gets bought out by Rookshan and
1: or maybe <laughs> or maybe
0: Rebel News might buy Channel 10 and then just have a free-to-air station.
1: It, there'll be some big... Multimedia group, someone like the equivalent of The Wire in, in, um, yeah, yeah. or Daily Wire in America, I think will, will, will take the opportunity to buy that channel because I think they'll be able to get it for cheap.
0: Potentially. Yeah. Look, watch this back, so It'll be interesting yeah. to watch. But, um, should we go back to, to Omicron? The Planet Eater? The <laughs> Unicron? The Planet Eater? Um, all we want to tell you guys is this don't be scared. Don't be scared. Uh, it is extremely convenient timing for this new scary variant that's named omicron to come out uh because in australia like we were just about to end restrictions new south wales on the 15th of december is ending restrictions for unvaccinated people so maybe that's not going to happen now maybe the stuff that's supposed to happen in queensland on the 17th where we go to full segregation <laughs> society maybe that won't happen now yeah. we'll keep all the borders closed like the thing is, you, need, you guys need to understand, I'm sure that most of you who uh, have stuck around as long as you have, understand that this is going to continue as long as we allow it to continue. Yeah. Every single time they, they release, really, because there's always going to be new variants. Like, here's something to consider. So we've had in Australia, we had the alpha strain was the dominant one last year. Then we had Delta strain, which was the dominant one this year. But that's pretty much been the variants that Mm. we've seen in Australia so far. So every year when you get your flu vaccine, the flu vaccine is based on three different variants of flu every single year. It's based on three different variants. The hope is that whichever one of those three will be the strain that becomes dominant during flu season that year, and therefore you'll be protected from that. But that's why they say, oh, look, it's hit and miss, because it might be one outside of those three that ends up becoming the dominant strain. So that's every single year with the flu, three variants.
1: And you know that they're kicking off the flu for, they're predicting the big flu surge in general. Now, I think Omicron, the the moronic strain... yeah has thrown a bit of a span in the works because I think they're going to be able to milk this for, 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 for longer. Yeah, because, because flu view, season's
0: further away.
1: My view is that they uh, are just going to change the definition of what a COVID case is in the new year, and mm-hmm. that's why they've had to say that there's going to be lots of uh, flu cases in January, even though we don't usually get flu cases in January. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to say we're going to get heaps of um, flu cases in January because we're effectively going to convert COVID cases to flu cases, potentially, yeah yeah because, because we've had zero flu, yeah since 2019.
0: Yeah, um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. And to me what makes sense is like we've only we've only just really approved boosters in Australia, and there's been heaps of stories this week about um, chemists and we spoke about this last week. Chemists not wanting to offer booster shots because they're not getting paid enough money. Uh, doses going in the bin because they're expiring too yeah. quickly, etcetera, et cetera. So
1: et cetera. sixty million of them that are yeah. about to go in the
0: bin. <laughs> so obviously the booster rollouts not going as swimmingly as they would hope. Mm. And there was a story I mentioned a few maybe about a month ago, about how in New South Wales, New South Wales Health reported that there was fifty seven thousand people I had on the books who had taken their first jab who never showed back mm. up for their second and are now like overdue. Probably dead. Yeah, well, their immunities waned. <laughs> it, it waned them to death. Yeah. Um, but, so to me, it makes perfect sense that particularly in Australia. And you look at the two other big Western countries which are pushing the vaccines, America and the UK. Yeah. The whites. Real, the whites, yeah. Orcus.
1: Yeah.
0: Orcus for orchestrating a vaccine rollout. Um. And they're pushing the same thing in all three. And obviously you're seeing cases going up in the UK, cases going up in America because they're heading towards winter and the colder weather. Wait, is it called AUKUS? Well, that's the, the AUKUS Alliance, which is the submarine deal. Yeah. A-U-K-U-S. Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of a killer whale reference. Ah, uh, not AUKUS.
1: Yeah, same time.
0: Well, I guess they're, they've done a deal to do nuclear-powered killer whales. <laughs> so look out. So that's the strain you need to worry about. It's the... Killer whales with coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. They are going to be the real killers. Nuclear-powered killer yeah. whales. Um, but, yeah, so in Australia, we've only just rolled out our, our booster program. And, again, another prediction that came true from the Auto podcast where originally they were like, oh, they're only going to need boosters for the immune compromise or so maybe people who didn't get the antibody response from the initial two jabs. One week later, boosters for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, you've got to remember, too, and this is something that I think is key. America and Canada have only just approved vaccines for kids 5 to 11. Right. And up until now, a lot of people have been pushing back, going, "Where, where is the uh, risk-benefit analysis yeah. based on this? Australia is expecting to approve these shots in January. We will, for sure. Remember the ones that have the heart attack medication in them? Yeah. Uh, we're expecting to... Not the stuff you're currently taking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're expecting to approve them in January. So, when Australia probably has had a lot of pushback going, I don't see the point in giving this to my children. (gasps) Insert scary new variant. Omicron variant. It eats children for breakfast. The moronic variant. That's right. So, it's a scare campaign to get people to take these boosters. And the thing is, when you look at it from a sales perspective, you want to get the boosters in now. Because if you get the boosters in now, what happens in six months? Boosters again. We go into winter. Oh, respiratory viruses seem to spread more in winter. You need another booster now coming into flu season. And there's already talk overseas about Pfizer creating a dual vaccine of... COVID and flu vaccine in the one shot.
1: But that's handy for us. Cause that means it's two shots. We're not going to get wrapped up in one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't The know. other thing too, is get the boosters in now before they realize it doesn't work.
0: Well, haven't we realized that yet? <laughs> What's happened. Yeah.
1: Like those people that have two uh, syringe on their uh, Twitter profiles. Yeah. I know. Twats. Yeah. Fucking twats.
0: Um, but this um, there's something else I want to bring yeah, up. How's
1: your international travel going? Yeah. How's your interstate travel
0: going? I said something... How's your myocarditis? (laughs) I hope you're all right. Yeah, we we do hope you're okay. Just stop it. (laughs) Um, I said something earlier on this year when we were first sort of able to start speaking about the subject on YouTube, which is this. Never in history have we been able to create bulletproof vaccines for respiratory viruses. Why is that, Jason? Well, because respiratory viruses, there's two key problems with them. Hmm. Number one is they mutate extremely quickly. So therefore, your virus protection is usually redundant within a few months, weeks, whatever, because the virus has already mutated around it. That's number one. Number two is respiratory viruses have a thing called animal reservoirs, which is essentially, it means that these viruses can be passed on to animals that we've probably not inoculated with all the different vaccines available, and we're probably not treating them as well as we treat humans. And they basically, so you could have every human protected from it, and then it goes to an animal, and then those animals just keep that virus yeah, alive. Whales. Yeah, the killer whales. And the next thing you know, maybe when your immunity wanes from your vaccine, all of a sudden they, those animals reinfect people. So that's why last year you would have seen uh, stories about the mink cull that was in uh, Europe.
1: I think I've got a... Oh, you keep going.
0: Yeah. So so last year in, in Europe, there was a massive cull at mink farms. The reason being that mink actually share a very similar respiratory system to human beings. So if you go back to SARS-CoV-1, that was back uh, when they tried doing mRNA viruses once before, and they actually tested it on mink. So mink's like a ferret, essentially. I think they're similar genus or same family. So they did mRNA vaccines on these animals when they did the animal testing, which also key point, you remember that we haven't done animal testing this time around. Or well, I guess we have. On, killer uh, on human animals. <laughs> um, and what happened was, uh, so back in SARS CoV 1, they injected all these animals, they had really good antibody responses, which is exactly what you want to see. And it's exactly what we're seeing when people get vaccinated with these new vaccines. Then what happened was when the animals were actually exposed to the wild type virus, their bodies had an overactive immune response to Mm. it. They went into a thing called cytokine storm, where essentially your body's own immune system was attacking your own cells and all the animals died. Mm. And that's why they canned the program 10 years ago, whenever it was.
1: So the best way to solve that problem is don't
0: study in animals. That's right. Which is what we did this time around. We, We just skipped animal studies and went straight to injecting it into human beings. Yeah um so yeah so getting back to the point i said it almost 12 months ago now we've never had bulletproof vaccines for respiratory viruses because it's almost impossible to do Mm. because they mutate quickly and because you've got animal reservoirs why are we still just bashing on this same bullshit logic of just got to get those vaccine numbers up just got to get those vaccine numbers up like it has been proven by countries like Gibraltar, which are at 100% double-vaxxed and with boosters and at record highs for cases, that the vaccine does not stop the virus. And yet, our government continues the same old messaging. The same rhetoric. Same rhetoric. Safe and effective. Safe and effective. Do it to help you. Do it to help you. Do it to help your family. Yep. How? Yeah. And and again, the the nonsense of... A lot of these rules. So, like, I was having conversations during the week with someone who sort of believes the narrative, but it's starting, there's some cracks starting to appear. And one of the things I said was, like, you look at, you take Queensland, for example, and in Queensland, at the moment, me and all my unvaxxed buddies can go to any cafe we want, any bar we want, can go out clubbing, can sweat all over people, like, we can do whatever we like. And then on the 17th of December or earlier, if we reach our target sooner, which it looks like we are, which is 80% double dosed. All of a sudden on that day, me and all my unvaccinated buddies become a danger to everyone. Yeah. It is nonsense. That is not based on science. That is based on punishing people who don't comply. Yeah. That is all it comes down to. So we are punishing people who don't comply. We have governments run by politicians who are drunk on power. Yeah. And I've seen stuff like this happen in a much smaller capacity in workplaces I've worked before. There is a real big problem when you're in a position that everyone just says yes to you all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Because you believe that you're right all the time and everything that you say is correct. And when that happens for a long period of time, you lose touch with reality. Yeah. Completely lose touch with reality. If, again, talking about mainly Queensland because that's where I live and that's what I can comment on. Anastasia Palache is flying her flag on the fact that we've had low cases and low deaths. We've also had uh, low mental health. We've had people locked out of the state for months and months on end. Like there was, this is a probably a good example. Like you're saying of corporate media actually running real stories. There's a story I listened to on corporate media about someone who has been having to pay rent up here, like $350 a week, plus $15,000 so far they've spent on accommodation in New South Wales. They're just over the border yeah,
1: because
0: they're not allowed in. And then you go like, then you see stories about how these, you know, three unvaccinated Victorians have tested positive for COVID in hotel quarantine in Queensland. And it's like, how'd they get in? Yeah, Like they're three unvaccinated Victorians who've got the disease. What, like, aren't we supposed to do PCR tests before you enter the state? For a start. That's number one, but number two, why are you letting Victorians in when you're not even letting Queenslanders come home?
1: It's, it is just there is no logic in any of it. No, and I don't know. Like I, I wonder if it's because of the structure of the government where so many people have a different brief that they look after, and it's very hard to get them all to to mesh. But it just goes to show it, it has nothing to do with safety. It has nothing to do with mm-hmm. uh, good uh, positive outcomes. Yeah, it's. Just power drunk. It's all power and politics. Two weeks to flatten the curve. We're still Two here.
0: weeks to flatten the curve. Don't forget that. We're, that's what we were told. Two weeks to flatten the curve.
1: And now, look, I, I was a, I was afraid of it when it first came out. I Two, was too. I, I had a
0: newborn baby. Yeah. I had a newborn baby but, that I had to take with me down to the fucking polling booth yeah. to try to vote Anastasia Palaszczuk out. And I, I
1: had also um, shared something on Facebook. Two years ago, that said, you know, we'll look back and realise that we overreacted, but that's probably the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had never thought in a million years it would be this bad. Yeah, I'd never. If you would have asked me two years ago that this is where we'd be now, I I, I would have called you a liar.
0: Yeah, we're literally living in a country where we are starting to promote segregation, and I'm not just talking about vaccinated or unvaccinated. Uh, So, in Parliament this week, they were talking about SCOMO's uh, religious discrimination bill. Mm. So, our Prime Minister is literally trying to bring in a bill which protects uh, religious people for speaking based on their faith. So, in other words, what is this going to allow? This will allow things like Catholic schools to kick out gay students, or to not employ gay teachers, or... And there've been, there's been calls for protections to be added for things like gay students. And ScoMo's gone, oh yeah, look, we just got to get this bill passed and then we can talk about that in like 2023. Yeah. Like just fobbing it off down the road. So he... Like, so he
1: won't have to deal with it?
0: Well, yeah.
1: There's no way he's getting voted back in. Who knows? There's no it, way. It
0: depends if the corporate media does its job. And the corporate media owned by Murdoch always has been buddy-buddy with ScoMo. I'm sure Murdoch's... Enjoying, He's probably getting the lion's share of that $41 million. Yeah. So why wouldn't he try to get him voted back in? And why wouldn't he be putting out the media spin to try to fix all of ScoMo's issues? They'll tip him out and put someone else in. Probably. That, that's probably likely. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like, because I've only been engaged in politics since the pandemic began, because all of a sudden politics has started controlling my life, and I don't like that. So now I've become engaged. And one of the phrases I heard people speaking about years ago was they'd call him Scotty from marketing, Scotty from marketing. You used to hear it all the time and you hear it even now. And now like I see why all of a sudden they talk about that because he's, that's literally all he does is marketing. And it's how can I spin this thing to suit myself? How can I spin something out? Like I've done a bad thing or how can I spin it so that Albanese looks even worse than I do? What, what dirt can I bring up? Like it's literally just marketing but the, all the pollies are doing it at the same time. You've got Dan Andrews accusing Scott Morrison of using doublespeak to to extremists. Yeah. Like, at the same time, Dan Andrews using doublespeak every day.
1: How's the Christine Corneli her rant? Yeah. So she was going buck wild about, about how um, we need to have these pandemic powers in and how... Um, these protesters are full of extremists and they've had gallows down there and it's the most un-Australian thing ever and then didn't even vote yeah, she didn't against vote. the bill that, um, that right. so brought up. That's right. So
0: what Alex is referring to, Pauline Hanson and the One Nation Party, they put a bill forth to parliament this week. Was this week or last week? This week. This week. And it was essentially to, it was an anti-discrimination bill to stop vaccine mandates right now and to stop people from being discriminated against based on their vaccine status. And Christine, like, there was a lot of speeches. Jackie Lambie is the one that got all the press this week for going on her fucking huge rant. Yeah. Biggest backflip in political history from what I've seen with Jackie Lambie. But something that got a little bit of press but nowhere near enough was, like you said, Christine Keneally also got up and just went off belting anti-vaxxers, saying that we need these laws to be able to protect people. Rant, 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 rant. And then she didn't even vote. She didn't even vote against the proposal. Show Yeah. There was 25 different MPs that didn't vote at all. Either way. So one of the things that Pauline Hanson said afterwards is she goes, hey, constituents, you don't even know your your elected officials' uh, position on this because they didn't even offer a vote. They're playing both sides. Yeah.
1: Because they know that the wheels are falling off.
0: Yeah. So, again, let's go back to... The good old days back in twenty nineteen, when no one trusted a politician as far as they could fucking throw them, mm. and we start actually thinking for ourselves, and let, instead of letting these clowns do all the thinking for us, um, are we done with the Rona? Yeah, I'm done with so, Unicron variant. We've
1: got to be a little bit a little bit quick because I've got someone coming. Cool. Um, I want to give a quick update on the Evergrande.
0: Yes, yes, uh, please.
1: Stuff in China. So the big, um, the effectively the world's largest real estate company in China. It's got massive issues. Has way too much debt. Can't come up with the interest payments, mm-hmm. but so on Monday their payments are due, mm-hmm. and right at the last bit, they've always been able to come up with at least the interest payment.
0: There's been questions as to where the money's coming from, right?
1: Yeah, and it is believed that it's probably the government, the Chinese
0: government. Yeah. Now,
1: in Chinese law, I, so I actually don't know if it's written in law, or if they or if this is just something they do. If you are a rich CEO and your company goes bad, they'll come to you and say you pay. Yep as the individual so they think that and and the owner of or the CEO of Evergrande is a multi-multi-billionaire so maybe he's had to front some of the cash up as well the number two real estate company in China and I don't know the company's name has been waiting at the very last minute and picking up like picking up stocks and contracts at like cents on the dollar Right. so they're going to I think they're going to go really really strong as long as as long as this is not a, as long as it's an isolated issue with the running of that company, mm-hmm. if it's a proper problem, like a proper supply and demand problem in China, mm-hmm. then that's a bad thing. Yep. But I don't know how long this, this can stay up. Like you got to, I'll keep an eye on it and I keep reporting back on it. Mm. But it's not looking good because obviously, like the, I think these payments are. We're talking.
0: It's like hundreds of millions of dollars in million interest that right.
1: needs to come up on Monday. Every money, where's my 500 million? Where's my 500 million?
0: What's interesting about this for me is how there appears to be a negative reaction to the Chinese government potentially footing this bill for them. And then you look at what we do in Australia. We bail out massive companies whenever they go into trouble. It's the same thing. Like global financial crisis, the taxpayers bailed out the banks, no one went to jail. Yeah. Like none of these big CEOs had to give all their money back. Yeah. No one went to jail. This giant taxpayer bailed them out. Yeah. But now because it's China doing it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's like they're
1: they're it's doing market the wrong
0: manipulation thing. and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's very rich. It's yeah. Very rich. Uh, and look, Western countries, America, did the same thing with their bankers. Yeah. You know, like that, the taxpayer bailed them out. Yeah. It's interesting. And my my gut tells me it'll never fall over because the the Chinese government will just keep paying. Um, you never know. They, I think they could potentially get to a point where they want to make a
1: an example of someone that that uh, ineptly runs a company.
0: I, you might be look put it this way. I think if politically things weren't in such turmoil like globally at the moment, I think China would. But since China seems to be in everyone's bad books at the moment, I don't think they want to bring any more negative attention to the. To cut the country and yet they'll just make a tennis star disappear yeah but there's a big difference between one tennis star who accused a government official of rape disappearing and a like the largest building company in that country which if it falls over could have wide-ranging global financial effects so it's like china becomes guilty of releasing the the Wuhan flu, which causes a massive pandemic, killing people and costing the global economy trillions of dollars. And then, oh yeah, two years later, their largest building company, tanks, costing the global economy potentially trillions of dollars.
1: Did you see the uh, little bit of breaking news that it appears that some Chinese um, government agencies had bought... Five times the amount of PCR tests that they usually buy
0: back in 2019,
1: early 2019. That's
0: old news, son. It's old news. We haven't
1: spoken about that here.
0: No, I don't think we have.
1: Um, because everyone thinks it was November, December, right? Yeah, that the first cases, yeah. Well, it's kind of looking like maybe they knew
0: it was like March 2019. Um, the Chinese government ordered like, hundreds of thousands of PCR tests.
1: Yeah, hundreds of thousands more PCR tests than I'd usually order. Yeah. yeah but anyway, so I wanted, to, um, uh, I wanted to touch on that really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I also want to just quickly touch on, I've been playing Battlefield. Mm-hmm. I probably should have started with this, but I bought Battlefield 2042. Mm-hmm. And it's a buggy piece of shit. <laughs> right? Now, the reason why I want to bring it up is because We've just had this happen with Cyberpunk. Yeah. And I had thought that Battlefield would be better because it's made by a real company. Mm -hmm. Like DICE has made all the Battlefield franchises. They're very good. They've made a very good product in the past. But this thing is grossly buggy. And I'm talking stuff like unplayable stuff. Like the uh, 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 um, this is since the patch. I've had things where you just can't spawn. So you you load into the game, but mm-hmm. you're pushing deploy and your character just never deploys. Yeah, yeah, I can chat to the people, I can change some of the guns around, just can't deploy. Mm-hmm. I've had things where I'll jump out of the vehicle and now you have no Z-axis movement. So you've only got horizontal movement. You have no... <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and one of the lead directors has quit mm-hmm. amidst this. And I wonder if it's... I, I I have a couple of like ideas running through my mind. Is it because these things are nearly half a billion dollars now to make? Mm-hmm.
0: They're huge,
1: huge ventures, bigger than any movie, bigger than like some of the biggest things you're putting together.
0: Yeah,
1: are they too big now that we haven't navigated that space properly yet? We don't know how to do it properly yet because it, maybe it's, we're too big for our boots. Mm-hmm. Is it pressure on stakeholders wanting a return quicker and forcing the move a lot quicker, mm-hmm. or is it incompetence?
0: Oh, I think it's a mixture of all of the above. Um, video games in history have been littered with stories about the amount of pressure on developers uh, to get games out by release oh, dates. The, the developers that's...
1: get jammed, and I feel so bad for them because n- everyone blames the developers. The developers are the one who've done all the work up to this point. They've got yeah. to do all the work, all the fixes. Yeah, they're the ones that get absolutely like ground to a pulp. Yeah, and yet you know, there's I... other stakeholders that make far
0: more money out of them. I I would argue that it's a case of the the massive rise in commercialization of the sector. Cuz back in the back in the good old days, like back in the 90s when I first started getting into gaming, uh it was a very niche thing back then. Mm. Unless you were in like Japan and you're into Nintendo. Yeah. Uh but it was very niche and there used to be games delayed all the time. But gamers got it. Like, game was like, oh, like, I wish it was released on time. But, yeah, I'll wait another three months to make sure it's right. Mm. Because there wasn't that much money on the table that you were losing by doing that. Whereas now, you look at, like, the gaming industry is a multi-billion dollar industry every single year. And there's so much money involved. And it's just like what happens with everything when it gets too big for its booties is it goes away from being people who are into the art form who are controlling everything to there's people who are into the art form who are consuming the product and creating the product, but their whole existence is now governed by hedge funds who've invested money yeah. in it, who don't give a fuck about the game. They just want their return. And now
1: they've got accountants, marketing teams involved. They've got, yeah. it just becomes a massive corporation.
0: Exactly. And, yeah. and it's all about money and timeframes and, and, You know, it's really disappointing, like you said. Like, it seems to be budgets keep getting bigger and bigger, and the games get better eventually, but they're still releasing shit, which just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, and that turns people off, because if I experience... I would never persevere with a game like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's some games that are notorious for bugs. Like, a lot of the the Elder Scrolls games that I play, like the geeky shit... Some of them have bugs in them, yep. and are notorious for bugs, but they don't really affect the gameplay, they're actually just quirky and funny.
1: Yeah. And don't really affect it.
0: Yeah, and they become like memes and but stuff they had online. Ones,
1: if there was too many like assets on the screen, the hitboxes wouldn't work. So you couldn't kill someone.
0: Yeah, so like that they're like the basic function of what the game is, you should never be able to launch a game when the basic function doesn't work.
1: Yeah. And they just did some really dumb stuff like there's two cutscenes before every so they do a cutscene. Yeah, and then all right. So it gives you a bit of a story, and I like the first part because it gives you an idea of the map. Like if you've never been around the map. It does like yeah. a really quick fly through, and it's like giving you all the situation, and and then all right, you choose your character, and you think you're going in, and then it goes to another cutscene, which doesn't tell you anything. And you're yeah. Like, Why? Why
0: two? Yeah, and it's it's the only art form that allows this behavior. Yeah. Imagine imagine if you were buying a new novel, like. J.K. Rowling brings out a new Harry Potter, which is completely anti trans (laughs) And, like, everyone lines up because everyone used to line up for the Harry Potter books. Like, people order it months in advance. And then the release day comes out. And then they sit down as their family and they're, like, reading through it. And they get, like, 15 pages in and there's, like, a couple of blank pages. And then they skip through and the next chapter starts. Yeah, people would never cop that. Yeah, 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 Or if like a movie came out and like there was just one section where it was all out, it was just like, ee- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people wouldn't cop that. But yeah. for some reason, gamers are expected well, to be- cop it because you can live update
1: them because they they can release something. The beauty of the internet is you can release something and keep fixing it whilst people are paying it.
0: Playing yeah, but. You're still I'm not saying it's right. I'm yeah, you're that's still pissing difference. off your entire fan base at the same time. Yeah. It, it's kind of like releasing like you know vehicles that don't work, yeah. and you just go, "Oh, it's fine. It's got a warranty. You just bring it back when it stuffs up, yeah, and I'll we'll fix the, it. We'll
1: put the wheels on it when it, at the first service."
0: Yeah, or like just wrap this up. I'm gonna go. Yeah, cool. Um, just to to end on this, uh, I want to talk about video games, and to me, being a geek, the coolest line in video game history is actually relevant to what we're going through at the moment with COVID. It's in Diablo 2. So Diablo is the Lord of Terror, comes from hell, right? Channel (laughs) 7. Yeah. And when he gets spawned, he says, not even death can save you from me. The implication being, when he kills you and you die, you go to hell and he'll kill you again. Yeah. Right? Terrifying. (laughs) That's COVID. (laughs) Not even death can save you from COVID. (laughs) Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next RDO.